0: Welcome to the Preston Minster Podcast. We want you to find your home, find your purpose, and transform your city. Thanks, guys. It's great to be uh, with you guys this morning. Hope you're doing well. Sunny, isn't it, today? But it's windy. It's been a windy, windy weekend. I wonder how your weekend has been. Has it been a good weekend? Hands up if it's been like kind of up there. In like one of the best weekends you've ever had, kind of like if one is rubbish and eight, nine, ten, you know that sort of level is like the best weekend. Hands up, who's in the eight, 9, 10 category? Anything like that? We've got some people who have had some really good weekends. I'm really pleased. Um, anyone kind of just in the five, six, four, five, six, like just an average weekend, average weekend. Anybody just had a terrible weekend? Like one, two, three, sort of anyone? Not there's a few of you guys. It's not been no, no, no major catastrophes, that's good. Um, I've had a good weekend, we had a day off. My day off, it sort of fluctuates between Friday and, and Saturday, and we had a good weekend. Um, we went to Paul's Pies. Has anybody been to Paul's Pies in Preston? Matt's nodding his head, few other people. It's an absolutely cracking little pie shop down Fishergate Hill. It's probably open on Sundays, it shouldn't be, you know what I mean? On the sixth day thou shalt labor, on the seventh day thou shalt rest. But it is, probably. You go down Fishergate Hill, on the right-hand side, a very nondescript uh, building. Tiny little place, tiny little room. And, and Paul is in there, just smashing out loads and loads of different pies. What an absolute legend. So that was absolutely great. Uh, that was probably the highlight of my weekend. And then after that, we got back. And, um, uh, and me and Bear, my son went to get uh, some firewood from the range just up the road here. So we walked up to the range and uh, got some firewood, which, which felt like felt like kind of going to get, you know, food for the family, you know, wood for the family, have an open fire, things like that. It felt a bit hunter-gatherer-like, um, uh, which was cool. But it was so windy on the way back and rainy. And you know, when you've been on a walk, whether it's to the range or like on some epic peak in the Lake District, and it's just been wet and windy and cold. Do you know that feeling that you get when you get home and you crack on the fire? Especially if it's an open fire, it just feels for some reason like so much more like special. So we put on the open fire and it was just absolutely lovely. Do you know that feeling? And today it gives us a little bit of a link into our theme. Because I want to talk to you today about finding your home. And I don't know what comes to mind when you hear that word, home. What does it bring to mind? Does it bring that image of a place of safety, of security? A place of sanctuary where you can go after a difficult day and just be on your own or with the people that you trust the most? What does it bring to your mind when you think about the word home? Is it a positive feeling? Is it something that is perhaps more of a, of a difficult feeling because your experience of home perhaps hasn't been a great one? I think it's, it's, so, it's such a crucial thing that people have a sense of home at a basic level. It's why when we talk about homelessness, we call it homelessness. We don't call it houselessness, if you know what I mean. The problem of everybody having a house is almost like a logical, it's a question of resources being available in order to build houses so that everybody has a house The problem of houselessness perhaps is is much easier to fix than the problem of homelessness. Because there's something about home that requires security, safety, relationships, a place just to, to be. And it's possible to have a house but not have a home. And it's a little window into why it's so crucial for us as humans to have a home. And today, I want to talk to you about finding your home in Jesus. Some of our experiences of home in a room like this will be really varied. Some of us will have had really positive experiences growing up of home. Some of us more negative. Perhaps home wasn't a place of security, but a place of conflict it wasn't a place of rest but a place of stress and difficulty all of us will have different experiences of of home and this this month this i kind of i kind of think february is like a mini month isn't it There's like it's a shortened month february so we're having like a kind of short series, a little four-part series on our invitation statement. You might have noticed outside usually, although there's an alpha board there at the moment, but usually or you go on our website, there's an invitation statement. It says, find your home, find your purpose, transform your city. That is our, it's our invitation to the people of Preston and beyond to come. To come and find their home, their place of belonging. It's a really, really important part of who we are at the Minster. And as we gather together as a church, hopefully we experience, in part, something of coming home. Something of belonging, of security, of being filled up and encouraged in order to go back out into all that the week has for us. So we're going to look today at find your home. Finding your home in Jesus. And I want to do that by looking at a passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Paul, who is a great legend of the early church, writes to the church in Corinth. And Corinth is in modern day Greece. And he writes them a letter. This is his second letter that we have. And in chapter 5, he talks to them about this idea of home. Their true home, if you like. So the words will come up on the screen. uh, But if you've got your Bibles with you, feel free to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning to read from verse 1. And it says this, For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan. Longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. Because when we are clothed with our heavenly dwelling, we will not be found naked, metaphorically speaking. For while we are in this tent, in this body, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead. With our heavenly dwelling, our heavenly home, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. So, that's the passage, and I want to talk to you. Uh, Well, I've got three things essentially to share with you this morning. The first is this. We have an eternal home in heaven. I think that's explicit from that passage, isn't it? It talks about our heavenly dwelling, our our heavenly home, the place where we are going, as it were, at the end of time, at the end of our life. And that is such good news for us, and I want to unpack why. Jesus talks in John chapter 14 about how he has gone to the Father to prepare a place for us. Jesus says, I have gone to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many rooms. I prepare a place for you. And if I've gone to prepare a place, says Jesus, I'll come back and take you to be with me so that you can be where I am. It's a really famous reading from John chapter 14. 14. And it reminds us in line with this passage as well that we have an eternal destination, a resting place, a final resting place with God in heaven. That is our eternal home, our eternal destination. And it is such good news. And I think it's really important this idea of where we're headed, like our final destination. Because when we understand, our final ultimate destination at home with God. It will align our life. Our life will come into alignment with our final destination. If you set in your GPS or on your map or in some kind of you know, kind of navigation measuring device, uh, if you set your destination, all of your movements will align to take you towards that destination. And it's the same in our walk with the Lord. If we have our eyes fixed on our heavenly home, our eternal destination, then it will align our daily choices. It will align how we live our lives and what we do with our time and how we spend our money and how we spend our time and what we invest in and what we pursue and what we put our hands to. Because we are wanting to reach our eternal destination not to strive towards our destination but simply to journey towards it you see when your eyes are fixed on the destination staying on track is easy when you know that there's a home for you in heaven it aligns your actions it aligns how you live your life and it brings focus and clarity And here at the Minster, we seek to be almost like a foretaste of that here on earth, to be a foretaste of home. Our, Our heart is to help people come home to Jesus. That is what we eat, sleep, and breathe. It's like everything that we do is focused towards that goal of helping people come home to Jesus. And... That brings real clarity, real purpose. The transformation that makes in people's lives is unreal. And we're so passionate about it because it's something that we've received. We, as followers of Jesus, if you're here today as a follower of Jesus, then you have come home to God, you have come home to Him. And your life has purpose, your life has meaning. And you are called to be one who goes to call others to come home to Jesus. So right there at the front, at the beginning of who we are, is is find your home. We talk about our vision statement, the re-evangelization of the nation. We want to play our part in the re-evangelization of the nation. And all of that is to say, we are Passionate about calling lost sons and daughters home to relationship with their father through Jesus Christ. And that aligns it aligns our thinking. And I was thinking about this in terms of the analogy with home. The place of home brings security, it brings safety. And then it it, it sort of empowers us, if you like, to go. And to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the places that he's called us to be. You see, when you have that fixed, you know, kind of mind on your eternal destination, on your heavenly home, it empowers you to live each day with purpose. We don't want to just stay in safety and comfort. Actually, when people stay at home all the time, they become agoraphobic. That's the fear of public spaces. And you get people, um, and many of us may have dealt with this from time to time, when you spend a prolonged period of time at home, I don't know when you've been through a worldwide pandemic or something and you were forced by the government to stay at home, there might be a sense in which there's a little bit of that agoraphobia around still. And it's difficult to almost reintegrate with life and to get back into just everyday normal living, but the the true experience of of a home, of being safe, of being secure, isn't that we just stay there all the time? It's that we send out in order to call others to come home as well. And that's again a picture of what church should be like. We we come, we gather in order to go. We come home in order to be. Sent back out to call many others home. Somebody once said to me, Church shouldn't be like a full, you know, in terms of a sports team, church shouldn't be like a full time team talk, you know, where you get a bit of a pat on the back, well done, you know, you've had a good game. Like that's the end of it. Church is kind of like the half-time rallying call. Like where we gather together on a Sunday. And we worship and we pursue Jesus. And we're filled with the Spirit. And we gather around the Word. And we connect with other believers. In order that we get sent out for the second half. It's a rallying call. We come home. We go out. So that's the first thing. Stay focused on your heavenly home. It will align your thinking. Secondly, our troubles that we face in this life, that we were thinking about that prophetic word that was shared after the worship, our troubles that we face in this life are a reminder of our home. Now, let me unpack that a little bit. I don't know if you've ever experienced homesickness, It might have been as a kid, you know, when you want to sleep around, uh, not sleep around, sleep at your best friend's house overnight when you're a kid. Follow me, people. Um, And, you know, you kind of feel homesick. Like, it sounded like a good idea. You're like, yeah, I want to have a sleepover at my friend's house. But then actually in the middle of the night, you're like, I really miss home. I want to see my mum." Anybody had that feeling? few of us had. You remember, You remember that as a kid. It might be when you went away on camp. If you grew up as a Christian, you know you went to some kind of camp. Spring Harvest, Soul Survivor, I don't know, with your youth group. And after night one... You're just like, I miss my mom. And you, you know, you're on the phone to your mom in tears. I want to come home. But then at the end, you've had the best week ever. We all know that pattern. It happens to all young people. We've all experienced homesickness. I've experienced my own fair share of homesickness, but not as a child, more in my early 20s. We went on a, on a gap year when we first got married, Hannah and I. And we spent three months in Albania. Is anybody here from Albania, by the way? No, there is. It's a wonderful country. It is a lovely, lovely country and nothing against Albania. But I was so homesick for the whole three months of that time, we we were living on a ship in very close confinement as well with like 20 people in a really intense uh, environment. And I look back on it now with rose-colored spectacles, you know, it was wonderful, character building, you know, formational, transformational, all all those things. But the reality is at the time, I really just wanted to be back home, eating fish and chips, having a cup of tea where, you know, people spoke English and not Albanian. I really did. I was so, so homesick. I remember counting down the days in order to just kind of have something to focus on, that eternal destination. It wasn't eternal. It was the UK, and i would be there in a few months. But I wanted to just remember that at some point, I would reach my destination, and I would get home. And I got home to the beautiful, the beautiful land of England, and we, we were there in Luton Airport, and we touched down. Beautiful Luton. Luton. Thank the Lord for Luton. And I got down on both knees and kissed the ground. Just like the Pope, I was so pleased to be in Luton. At home, where everybody knew my name. They didn't really, but you know, they they knew what I was saying, uh, which was cool. But we all know that feeling of homesickness, don't we? And and this passage is so interesting because it talks about the feeling, the experience that we all feel. We all feel there's something missing. And it's a sense of feeling homesick. In one sense. It talks in the passage about groaning for our heavenly home, our heavenly dwelling. Like really longing for our heavenly home. Um, And the thing is, the troubles that we experience in this life are, are evidence, if you like, of the fact that we're not fully home. They remind us that we are not home. Elsewhere in scripture, it talks about us as believers being like foreigners and exiles. And I knew that feeling when I was in Albania. You, when you've been to other countries, will have experienced that. Many of you will be from other countries. And you know that feeling of feeling a bit like a foreigner or an exile, feeling slightly at odds with the rest of the culture. And the thing is, we all feel that as followers of Jesus. Because do you know what? Our citizenship isn't here on earth our citizenship is in heaven that is our eternal destination it's where we're going it focuses all our decisions on a day-to-day basis but the troubles we go through those longings that it talks about in this passage that feeling that something's not quite right that we're a little bit on the edge is because we're not fully at home so anything we go through it reminds us that we are not at home Our troubles are a trigger, if you like, to remind us that our home is with heaven. Our difficulties, they're not a distraction. They remind us that we are not at home. So, to summarize so far, you have a heavenly home. And knowing that you have an eternal destination, a heavenly home, will align all of your day-to-day choices. That's, that's point one. Second point, the troubles we go through remind us that we are not at home. Then finally, the Spirit gives us a foretaste of the home to come. It says in verse five, now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God. And This is the bit I want you to get, who has given us The Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. What is to come is our heavenly home, where we're heading, our eternal destination. That's what's to come. And the Spirit has been given today as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. A deposit is something that's placed with another for safekeeping. And here's the truth That I want us to get our heads around today. The Holy Spirit has been given to us as a deposit. Guaranteeing what is to come. So there's something that we can experience even today. That reminds us of our heavenly home. Our true home in heaven. And it should be something that we experience when when we gather together. That's my heart. I know that's the the heart of the team here at the Minster and all of us, that we come. And it is a bit like you've got stuff going on in your life. You've got battles you're facing with your health and your finances and in your relationship. But for this hour, you can come home and you can experience something through the Holy Spirit. A deposit of what's to come. Yes, in this life we, we see in part as if like looking through a, a sort of, you know, that fuzzy glass. But then we will see in full. But we can experience something today. We can experience something of the Holy Spirit filling our hearts and fixing our eyes on Jesus and reminding us of our heavenly home thank you so much for listening to the preston minster podcast we'll see you again soon